Welcome to the latest episode of 115 Miles. We dive straight back in today to our shadows, what that means from a collective standpoint, and we go a little bit further on our own shadows and how you can do some of that work yourself. This is 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. We hope you're sitting comfortably because this is about to get uncomfortable. Yeah, so she'll buy, she, she got like a, a Ralph Lauren It's Ralph jumper. Lauren, mate. It's fucking Ralph Lauren, mate. It's not Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. <laughs> what is it? What is it? <laughs> It's Ralph Lauren, is it? That's what that's what normal people say. You're so weird, mate. All right, cool. Are we rolling, by the way? We're rolling. It's Ralph. So she got a Ralph. Laurent. She got Laurent. a Ralph Lauren top, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and bought it like for twenty quid and sold it for a hundred and five. Is it? Yeah. Does she price it at that? She'll or does up, it? Go, is it like a bidding look, thing on it? She'll like do research and find out like what the going rate is, and then she'll put it on. Shit. People are crazy. People buy anything, man. They'll buy anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because my daughter tries to do a bit of it. She tried to do a bit of it, but only with her old shit. Yeah. But that's uh, going into the charity shops yeah. and doing it like yeah, yeah. So my daughter started it and then Erin got in on the action and now there's a bit of competition going on. In Is the it? Yeah. yeah. They got their own accounts on there. Yeah, but I think they're teaming up now. Family business. Ralph Lauren. It's Loren, mate. It's not, man. Ralph Loren. It's not. It is. not. I was wrong about Adidas, so were I? You were. Because it's Adidas. You're, well, you're wrong about this as well. I'm not, mate. Anyway, welcome. We're back, mate. How are you feeling? How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. How yeah. was your half term, mate? Kind of non-existent, if I'm honest, man. I, took, I, I booked Thursday, Friday off and I ended up working quite a lot of it. Did, what, you worked Thursday, Friday? Did you? Are you judging me? Yeah, you're a fucking mug. What? Uh, so, uh, what, what about your word attention? Oh, I'm just trying to be yeah, it was more present at home and it's really working. Talk me through why it didn't work on Thursday and Friday, mate. Life happens, Josh. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was just, last week was just one of them weeks. Do you know the Mike Tyson quote that I often quote? Well, everyone's share. got a plan until they get punched, punched in the mouth. I was watching Mike Tyson this morning. Uh, there's a lot of videos of him because he does a lot of like podcasting and that now then he's got his own podcast and that there's just a is that dude the one where he smokes weed have you seen that one yeah yeah like yeah, yeah, one. yeah there's just a dude interview him and he's like I cry I cry before every fight because I just I just become a different man in there it's not bad actually I so relate to Mike Tyson mate yeah apart from being the baddest man on the planet <laughs> killer Mike yeah Killer and Josh. do you remember when he beat that bloke up on the plane? And everyone was like, yeah, fucking right as well. Mm. Did you ever see that? I think so. I the bloke was just giving him shit head. the whole time. Really? Yeah, because it was Mike you, Tyson who also said so. You've got to be crazy to give Mike Tyson shit, though. Well, it's like he said, he'd said previously before he punched this dude that the social media has created a world where people think it's okay to just yeah. give people shit continually yeah. and not... No repercussion. With no repercussion for yeah. it. And it's true, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, but your quote was, everyone has a plan until you get punched Punch in the in face. Yeah, and I got punched in the mouth last Let week. me ask you something. This is a difficult question. Might, yeah. trig might trigger you here a little bit, straight yeah. off the bat. Yeah. Um, if it was the other way round, yeah. So so you were supposed to be at work Thursday, Friday, 
Yeah. Um, and the kids wanted to do something. Would you tell your client, everyone has a plan till you get punched in the face, sorry, we ain't doing it. My daughter wants to go fucking swimming or something. Do you know, I think you expect me to say no, I wouldn't do it. And I would, but on but there are certain times when I wouldn't. So it's not a blanket, yes, I would. But if, for example, that piece of work, ha like if it had a material impact, as in we needed the cash for it, yeah. then I would do it because I'm looking at the Is that picture. what it was this week then? There was a bit of that. There was an unexpected thing I had to deal with, genuinely unexpected, and that I just had to take my attention. But when I say I worked, I didn't work the whole time. I just didn't, I wasn't completely yeah. plugged out. Yeah, you, um, worked. you worked. Yeah, I worked. <laughs> yeah. I'm just on my high horse because I took took most of the week off. No, I don't mind talking about it because I think, I think people have great intentions. Yeah. And then something happens and they can't do it. Now, the worst thing I can do is really beat myself up about it. Yeah. Or I'll do that. I'll beat you. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. That's why I come on this podcast, <laughs> Mike Tyson. Yeah. Um, but everything's a, a, like a... a a learning moment, a journey, right? So I, funnily enough, I sort of said, okay, well, that's all right, but don't let that become a thing that happens. It's always a tricky balancing act, isn't it? Like, it's always tricky. When you're trying to build something, Yeah. do you know what I mean? When you're yeah. trying to build what you're trying to build, yeah. uh, or any f entrepreneur or anyone that's doing that, that's trying to build, it's a hard juggling act, isn't it? Because if shit like whatever it was that happens, happens on half term, it's hard, man. I'm just, I was fortunate this half term, yeah, that it just so happened that my schedule worked out where I'm in at this sort of like calm before the storm period. So I was yeah. able to just go, no, nah, fuck it. I don't, and I didn't need to work the whole week, really. Uh, to be honest, <clears throat> if I reflect on it now, I probably didn't need to jump in as much as I did. Yeah. But it just, it just meant I was actually more at peace for the rest of the time when I wasn't there, you know? Whereas yeah. otherwise it, I wouldn't have been present. I would, like I needed to get a few things done. Now, I don't even think it's about entrepreneurship. I think what I, the point is, is that when you look at social media and people are talking about 5 a.m. rituals and I've started this in January and all that, everyone feels like they need to be perfect. Yeah, I think it's important to like know that actually you can have these like brilliant plans and then stuff's gonna happen in your life, whether you're running a business or actually just doing whatever mm. in life. And it's sort of like being okay with taking a pause in whatever your plan was for that moment and just picking it back up. Yeah. The worst thing to do, I think, for me and other people is if you just, if you sort of go, all right, well, I've, I've fucked it up now. I've screwed it all up. So let me just not bother anymore, yeah. right? It, let me not, not make attention my word this year, but actually it's just like, okay, I look back and I go, well, what, where, how am I gonna, how am I gonna find time back again? Mm -hmm. And just, it just meant that the weekend, I was expecting to have like a nice four day break, but the weekend was just where I was just really, really. Oh, you did jump in for the weekend then, oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I was yeah. just like, yeah. Sweet. We did, I did loads, mate, where you went to air hop, we went to indoor. What's hop? It's like an indoor trampoline park, oh, but okay. like on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all like big slides and stuff like yeah. that. It was nice, man. It was nice, but I got that like 
chomping, I was chomping at the bit yesterday. Do you know what I mean? In a lot of ways, yeah, I probably, yesterday and then the couple of hours even this morning on the train and just before I got here, because I got an early train in, I probably did in that day and a half the same amount of work that I would have done if I'd have said I'm going to float about in the office for a couple of hours each day. Yeah. Like fucking genuinely. So I was chomping at the bit to get back yesterday. I was like, I'm going to smash all this stuff out of the park. So I've got clear runway and all that. Yeah. Um, so it was nice, man. It was nice. Uh, I'm back, back to it today. Yeah. So, so how are you doing? You good? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm flying and we're going to, rather than actually ask me that, let's do the actual proper check-in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I've, for anybody that's not seen, we've used the emotional wheel today. Shall I talk? Do you want to talk through what the emotional wheel is or do you want me to do it? It's your week. You talk through uh, it. Okay. Um, so for anybody that's not seen the emotional wheel, I use it in a lot of my workshops. We've used it at Uncommon Man over the years. Um, and it's like a really good way of like challenging you to really think about how you are. And so go and Google it basically and you'll see it on there. And I've asked you and I've done the same to pick two words from the emotional wheel. So you go first with your two words and why you're feeling that way. And the wheel has like a, a, a range of emotions and this what probably about- You asked me to describe well, it. Yeah, hey, what, did well, I not do a very do, good you job? You did do a great job of it, if I'm honest. <laughs> you just said, go Google it. Um, uh, so it starts with smaller words. The, the words in the middle are joy, love, fear, anger, sadness, and surprise. And then each section of that circle works out and sort of like breaks up, breaks up into more yeah. even like yeah. hones those words in. Yeah. So what we often say to people to do is start in the middle, pick yeah. one of those yeah. six words and then work your way out. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say the two words uh, I've picked are anxious yeah. and powerful. Okay. Powerful. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So... Anxious is probably a bit connected to what we were talking about. Like there's a lot going on. There's a lot at stake. I've talked a little bit uh, tentatively because I've been keeping it under wraps, but you know, it's a big year for us. We're launching a new product. It's, you know, for me, it's a, it's, it's, you know, it's been something that's been building for, we've been building for, you know, well over a year. Um, we're excited about it, but I'm also anxious about, you know, putting something out there like, this is a big, bold statement compared to what I've done in the past, which is a bit incremental. Like I might have started the business and then I'll, I'll have launched something that's just almost a, you know, a, a, a side piece to like the main event. Yeah, like, man, yeah. This is like a big thing and we're, we're going to be bold with it. So there's an anxiousness. But also I think anxiousness comes from, uh, I feel like I'm supposed to have the answers a lot of the time. You know yeah. what I mean? And I don't always feel like I've got the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've sort of, that's an, uh, an internal feeling. However, uh, I feel really powerful uh, in my mind and body at the moment, right? And, uh, and my intentions and like, so when I think about the anxiety, it, it's not debilitating for me. Mm. It's like a driving energy, yeah. which is weird. Cause I know a lot of people will say that anxious anxiety will, is a crippling energy, right? For me, it's like driving me to to get answers, to get resolution, to get stuff out. So I feel powerful around that. And then um, my self-development journey, I've talked quite openly about it over the last year or so. It's been a, like profound for me in, in my sort of understanding of myself. But attention is has been a really, really, really important word for me because it's leading me to make some changes. So. One of the things I've committed to doing, I don't want to talk about resolutions because I don't think they're um, 
they don't begin from the right place. They they begin yeah. by peer pressure from peer pressure. Yeah, yeah. But my intention by the end of this year is to is to be a runner, right? And what I mean by that is not to do a five k, which or a ten k, which I'd love to do, but to have the mindset of being a runner. And what I want to get from that is um, being out, mindfulness, you know, meditation, all that sort of stuff. And like, you know, to, t to t take the identity of a runner. And so I've started that journey. And so I've- Well, you started running? Yeah. Bought some new trainers? Not yet. Do you know what I would do? The first thing I would do if I wanted to be a runner is go out and buy a load of new gear. Yeah, yeah. New running trainers, new- uh, a, lot of people, a lot of people um, talk about why that's important. Because if you feel the part, right? Yeah. If you, sorry, if you, look the, if you feel like you look the part, then you feel the part. Yeah. Yeah, man. But for me, I was that was one of the things that was getting in my way from starting. I was like, oh, I need some new trainers. And I just went, nah, I do, but I need to just get these trainers on and get out. And that's what I did. So you're out running, good. Yeah. How about you? Uh, so the two that I've picked, the, the, my first one is Insecure. And the, the reason that I've picked Insecure is because the, <laughs> we sound like a pair of dicks, by the way, because we're both working on projects that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm also working on this project that I can't talk about. Um, but it's very, it's like a new space for me. Yeah, It's like, I've not operated in that space before. So I feel very, I feel uh, insecure about whether I'm good at it. Like, you know what, I, like speaking and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, like my work in general, delivering workshops and stuff around the stuff that I do. I know, and I've got history can tell me that I'm I'm good at it. Yeah, I can be successful at it, right? So when I go and do it, I might get nerves that like, how's this one gonna go down? But I can always fall back on that I know that I'm good at it. Mm. But when I'm doing something that I haven't put out to the world yet and I haven't had their reaction, I fucking don't, they could all go, this is shit, mate. Mm. You shouldn't be doing this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I, like, I know it's very easy to go, well, that's not gonna happen and all that sort of stuff, mm. but. Like I, I, I oh, it feel could that. happen. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it, yeah, but no, no, no. But I think the scale of this project means I think it's a the the, the landscape is is changing significantly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a bit insecure about that, um, and and also like as when, when can you talk about this project? By the way, when? Yeah, do you reckon? Uh, like I don't know, man. Within yeah. the next month. Okay, good. Within the next month, yeah. I'll be talking about it. But also as well, just on the um, on the the insecure, um, as my like profile grows, yeah, um, I get more insecure about being able to show up to how people see me, because mm. like I just think I'm like a messy human being, like anybody else, mm. and I and sometimes people hold me in a little bit. Mm of a higher regard than that. So that makes me feel nervous and insecure because, you know, they say don't ever meet your heroes. I'm not saying I'm a hero, but like, you know, when, and then if I, I get worried that people are gonna meet me and I'm not the person that they've created on Instagram mm. or TikTok, yeah, mm. I'm me. Mm. So that makes And then me you might punch them in the face on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was at Airhop in Bristol and somebody came over and asked for a picture and all of that. And wow. like, my daughter was, um, she fucking loved it. Did she? Yeah. And then, then when we went to the water park in it down south, 
somebody else recognized me, right? I'd been into their business, right? And done a workshop there. <clears throat> and my my daughter, my second youngest, so she's like seven, was like, do you know my daddy? Are you one of his followers? <laughs> oh. And then uh, she goes, and then she, the, the lady was like, no, your dad does some amazing work. I bet you're really proud. And she goes, yeah, I think my dad's like a YouTuber, but he doesn't make videos on YouTube. <laughs> I was like, I might put that in my bio. It's pretty um, accurate. So it's pretty accurate, yeah. So, so yeah, man, yeah. there's... Um, Insecure. Yeah, and then the other, it, it lands around, when you look at joy, yeah, the other one that I'm feeling lands around these kind of optimistic, hopeful, but probably the biggest one of them is is eager. Mm. I'm like, I'm chomping at the bit now to, to at, despite all of that stuff, or even maybe in reaction to everything that I've just said, I'm ready to go. Like I'm, pro I feel like, uh, I feel like uh, a boxer that's come in for a big fight, but I've had to do the ring walk first. Mm. And you know, I'm just in the corner now, just waiting. Like, let me at him. Let me at him. So yeah, man, that's that's very that's good. That's what I feel. It's interesting. Just quickly, let me ask you something. Just quickly before we before we do move on. The two things that you feel, you said it yourself, right? Powerful and anxious. You said yourself that anxious is almost like the opposite to powerful, yeah? Because anxious can be quite crippling. Mm -hmm. Recognizing that we, we, we nearly always hold more than one truth and we always hold more than one feeling. A difficult question maybe, but do you feel those two things simultaneously or is it a case of, part of me feels one and part feels the other, or it depends what I'm thinking about, or depends what time of the day it is. Mm. Try and unpack that for me. Yeah. Uh, I think they are, they are interchangeable and they dance with each other, right? Yeah. And at one point someone's leading and another point and another one's leading, that's it. And so I think, something that I've realized is, is probably I can feel anxiety in my body and it might take a little while to part, like process, but I process very quickly and then I feel powerful around it. So, And do you calm your body when you go into that feeling of powerful? Does the anxiety go or are you masking it by leaning into something else? It's not, that's not a trick question. No, I know. I, d I don't, I don't, I don't do, there are occasions where I might do like a, some breathing actually, just cause I know that that like helps when I'm feeling like when it's really intense, Yeah. which is quite rare. You've known me yeah, quite a long yeah, time yeah, and yeah. actually I take a lot in my stride. So for me to feel like I need to do some of that, then I'm sort of feeling it quite a lot. Mostly my logical brain is the thing that calms me down. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Like it's like my, my ability to kind of do logical thinking is what calms me down. So I get really like, I think I would be really useful in like a survival situation, not from a physical point of view. <laughs> I'd probably hold people back. You're not in my five, yeah. I'm thinking. Oh, <laughs> but I think, um, am I not in your five? <laughs> you, I've got no, I six know. kids, mate. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Who's getting cut? <laughs> um, but listen, um, I like, I'm able to just go, okay, here's the situation, what needs to happen? And then just make a plan around it. So I think like, that's what just happens for me naturally. So, you know, like when you say you feel anxious, yeah. When I feel anxious, 
Yeah. Right? It's fucking so physical. Like, my body goes crazy. I fucking can't get away from it. Yeah. I want to go crazy. Yeah. I can't stand any noise. Yeah. I hear every single conversation on the planet if I'm out somewhere busy. And it's in my chest. It's like an itch inside that I can't scratch, yeah? Do you feel that when you feel anxious? No. No. What does no. it feel like? Physically, not in your head. Um... Definitely not as extreme as that. I think I probably, if I was trying to point to something that I feel in the body, there's probably a little bit of tightness in the in the chest, really. Not like a heart attack tightness, but just sort of like there's there's a just heaviness. Just a mild tightness. But it's all happening in my brain. Like it's you like, motherfucker, yeah. you got it so easy, it's man. Easy life, man. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I think it's just like constant cogs whirring like inability to like slow down Chris um who's a uh, you know a friend of ours he's done some work around uh this sort of psychometric health type tool called uh, ph360 and he did like my assessment and he says um i'm a crusader and so uh, and there's like an animal that they liken you to and so i'm like a, a, a horse a galloping <laughs> horse <laughs> So I don't know. I was laughing before you even said I what know, you, were. you were. What do you think I was going to be? <laughs> what did you picture in your head, man? No, just when you said it, there's an animal. I thought he's yeah. going to tell. They've picked an it's animal. I, yeah, I hope it's something no, good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was a horse. Yeah, and the thing about the <clears throat> the the horse is like it's constantly going, like it's constantly going. And I think my brain can be like constantly active. And I think a crusader. Sorry, just the reason I was mentioning that is they spend most of their energy in their brain. Mm. And so there's just, I'm constantly like whirring. And I think it goes into hyper mode when I'm feeling anxious. Because when I'm, so Sunday, for example, yeah. So sometimes I get oversensed, right? We went to pick the kids up, they all scream in. Some days, I know that gets to everybody, but some days that oversenses me and I can't come back down from it. Mm. And we had to go into town and we had a few bits to do. And then we were taking the kids to McDonald's and I'm fucking gone. Mm. I'm there, but mm. physically, my I'm fighting against this like itch in my body that I that I can't scratch, and it like in those moments, I genuinely think I I'll never I can't live my whole life like this. Like why I, I get like why why am I like this? I wish I didn't have to be like this. If I if I wasn't like this, my life could be so easy. I've got such a good and amazing life and it is fucking ruined in those moments by that anxiety. And I can't, there's no breathing, there's no like thinking logical stuff that works. Like at the moment, I go home and have, I've got to have 20 minutes in the sauna, breathing like fuck and then jump in the ice bath. Mm. And that'll bring me back down. But even on Sunday when, when it was, it brings me back down, but not, Back to base level, like the day's still a little bit of a write-off. What's going through my head right now is who's normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, there I, is. It's, it, no, I know there's no normal. Yeah, but I'm yeah. like, is more of the population like you, or is it more like me? No, I'm very unique, man. You're just like everyone else. <laughs> I walked into that, man. No, but it's true, isn't it? No, so uh, here's what I think here. The community space that I run, breathing space, yeah. If I shared what nice, I just nice shared, plug, it, well, yeah, which you can sign up to monthly subscription. Um, if I, sh uh, which I did share that in there, uh, whenever it was, but if I was to share exactly what I just shared in there in a Zoom meeting where we're doing a sharing circle and there's 15 other people in there, 
I know for a fact all 15 people in there will be nodding their head saying, yeah, that's my, that's mm. how I feel. That's my life. Mm -hmm. um, so we're obviously like drawn together out of shared experience. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because they're all in that community. There's never any, no one, no one's in that community going, what are you talking about? Mm. Whereas they might be a bit perplexed if you shared that I'm just in my head. It's just a tight feeling here. But, by the way, I'm not suggesting mine is worse than yours either. No, I know. It's, yeah, By the way, yeah, uh, as yeah. much as I joke yeah. that it is. No, I think that, I think, I don't know how much of like what needs to come out gets suppressed with me just because of my coping mechanisms through life. Having to like grow up like different experiences. But, you know, for me, I think having to kind of be grown up very, very early I think just meant that I probably just suppress a lot of stuff, even yeah. before I even know it's happening. So yeah, it will yeah. just get shut down really quickly. But there's part of me, see, that thinks to myself, um, have I woke up myself and done all of this work that I'm now so hyper aware of my body yeah. that actually it was fucking easier when I was living. Yeah, it's the blue pill or the with, red pill, isn't it? On, yeah, but it, yeah, I, I do yeah. think that, you know, even my wife said to me the other day, um, do you think it was easier? when you were doing drinking drugs? And it was a genuine question. Mm. And I was like, in that moment, because she asked me on the Sunday when we were coming back, because I was describing what I was feeling. I'm starting to think about it. But you've got to bear in mind, remember where I was when I was drinking and drugging and what my life was like. Mm. And mm. in that moment, I'm still like, um, <laughs> thinking about it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Once, so that's once like- Once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of people that are like hyper, aware in the way that I am, do think if I could go back to being asleep, not to the drinking and the drugging, yeah? But just but just yeah. to the being asleep. But I don't know, man, because my memory's not, doesn't serve me well enough to remember mm. what I was like two years sober, for example, when I hadn't really like dropped back down into my body. Mm. Anyway, I'm gonna move us on because I've got a couple of questions before we get into the shadow stuff. So. Uh, we all remember, or certainly I remember, you remember when I said that you were weird for going to the cinema with your mates. Yeah, it wasn't just me though, was it? It was the Social Matters crew was here as well. Oh, were they? I think so. Nah. Were they? I think so. Well, anyway, it went on social media and I got fucking hammered for it. Yeah. Um, rightly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, not rightly. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, got hammered for yeah. it, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously, by the way, uh, some other dude, did you, uh, uh, see if I can get it up actually. Some other dude come after me when, you know the two pack and Biggie discussion yeah. that we had? Yeah. Did you see the guy's comment who like, what, like, I'm just, I'm literally getting it up now because I, I wanted to read it out to you actually. He said, never speak to anyone arrogant enough to not listen, decide oh, your yeah, mind or that. speak down on your opinions yeah, before you getting the reason. Yeah, you got triggered that, didn't you? Um, no, no, no. I was, I, if you look, I've commented to all of them. Maybe I have to get... What triggers me is that people can't understand that when you're doing a podcast like this, yeah. it would be boring if I went, who's your favourite, Tupac or Biggie? And you went Biggie and I went, oh, mine's Tupac. Like, I have to fucking hammer you. That's why, why the podcast is so banging, isn't it? Anyway, I've lost my trailer of thought now. So... It was, it was, it was an interesting uh, social commentary. There's a lot of big... Are you Biggie or Tupac, actually? I, uh... Neither. 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 Oh, as in you don't like them or you like... I appreciate both of 
Yeah, but yeah, fair enough. Oh, sit on the fence then. No, that's just the honest answer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But the only people that say Biggie is oh, because I'm not they want a personality. Again. But anyway, um, so- Do you know what's really funny? You're like, I don't want to get into this now. And then you went on a monologue of getting into it. Yeah, yeah. That's you on the podcast. Yeah, which is me on the podcast, speaking over you. Um, so I've posed the question. Anyway, oh, let's get back yeah, to sorry. the fucking point here. Um, what's one thing that most people think is normal that you think is weird or vice versa? So it could be that people think it's weird, but you think it's normal. I've, I've struggled with this one, but and I don't know if it's like all people, but a lot of people um, <laughs> like this. Are you a bit nervous about this? No, Ugg boots. Okay, yeah. What the fuck are Ugg boots, Yeah, man? mate. They're, they're like, they, they look shit. They fall out of shape really quickly, but then you just see people wearing them. And like, it's blokes that wear them that I can't get, man. I know, man. Do you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Ugg boots. I just don't get it. I don't, like, there's nothing And they like collapse them. at the ankle yeah. very quickly, yeah, don't they? really quickly. And then they go all like dark and wet and grimy just, around the bottom. grotty and they're shit and they're horrible and I don't get it. And they're really expensive, aren't they? Yeah. When they come out and then everyone yeah. was wearing fakes, like, yeah. when do, they came out. Do you know, it's a bit like Emperor's New Clothes type thing. Like, someone wears it and then suddenly everyone's on it. And I'm like, every time I look at it, someone wearing it, I'm going, they look shit. I agree with you, man. 100% agree yeah. with you. Where are you at with Crocs? Adult Crocs. Well, nah. But... Oh, kids kids wear Crocs as well. Well, fucking, we're not my here to this. Can kids can do what they want, mate. If kids want to wear Uggs, yeah, they can Yeah, but that's wear how Uggs. I know Crocs. Like, I, my kids used to have Crocs, and then I started seeing adults wearing them. L would you... Loads... Most adults, they've, like, replaced the flip-flop, mate. Yeah. You don't have Crocs then? No, but I probably would get a pair. Would you? Yeah, because they, they look comfortable. Oh, fuck off, mate. I'm not having... And now they put, like... Because they've got holes on the front. Yeah. It's, like, cool to put, like, uh, some sort of badge in there and collect the badges on Is it. Is it? Yeah, mate. Chefs wear Crocs, you know? Yeah. They also wear a fucking pinny, but I wouldn't bowl about with one of them on. <laughs> I, just I am having a Crocs, lot. mate. I am not having Crocs at all. But saying that... I used to be only, only, I would only wear a thong. <laughs> leave it there. Leave it there. No, leave it there. I would only wear a thong flip-flop. Yeah. Right. Okay. But now I'm socks and sliders. I'm fully socks and sliders. Mm. Like I prefer a slider with a sock now. Yeah. When we got married in Jamaica, there was loads of people wearing socks and sliders and I was fucking hammering them all. So Were I was like, you? Look at these oh, weirdos. you weren't into it then? No, mate. But now you're in. Well, it was it. quite new, wasn't it? At the time. Socks and sliders, even in the dead of summer? Uh, no. Oh. No, no, no. Not in summer. I don't wear socks. Just winter time. Because I've only got enough toe on my left foot just about to wear thong flip flops. <laughs> they just keep slipping off. <laughs> well, the left one does, yeah, because yeah. I've only got a stump, haven't I? Yeah. Anyway, do you want mine? Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> so. I think you might actually do this, so don't get offended. Uh, I, what my thing that most people think is 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 all right and normal, but I think is really weird, is fully grown adults wearing replica football shirts. What are you struggling with, mate? Well, I I do wear Liverpool shirts. Yeah, yeah it's fucking weird, mate. Why is that weird? Because I understand a child wearing a t-shirt to replicate their heroes on the football pitch. But bowling about in a pair of fucking jeans 
with a rep, like going to on watch- On game days. Going, yeah, yeah. How old are you? Just right, anyone over 30, in your 30s, in your 20s, in your 40s, going down the pub to cheer on Mo Salah with your fucking Mo Salah shirt on. Oh, you mean it's got, it's it's, got to have their name on them? No, nah, I don't mean, care. It's just mean a football shirt. Yeah, it's weird, you mate. You got no Swindon shirts? It, no. You got no Swindon shirts? No Swindon shirts, mate. You got no England shirts? No England shirt. It's weird, weird. mate. It's, it's not. It's, it's What is it? Why do you wear a replica? Tribal. It's community. It's not community, is it? It is. Why is it community? Because you're like, you're, it's camaraderie with your fellow supporters. It's fucking You're weird. You're wrong on this. It's not, I'm not wrong, wrong, mate. It's weird. It's also, it's not that weird to make it a thing. It is weird. Why? A fully it's not grown. an age thing. A fully now, grown. Now, if, if a fully grown man was wearing full kit. Why is that weird then? Why is that weird? Because you're wearing a full kit. Why is it weird? Because it's just a t-shirt. So why is a t-shirt not weird, but a full kit is? Tell me. Don't just say because it's just a kit, because that's not a fucking accent. Readily walk around in like a full kit, because that's like saying you're playing football. This is like wearing a, a scarf. Would you wear a scarf? Uh, no. No, I, I don't mind a scarf. Why don't you mind a scarf? Um, because it's just a little bit of a. That's tribal. That's like you know I'm here. I'm following this team. A replica shirt is, I'm trying to be like my hero on the TV. Oh. It's fucking weird. Why do you, yes, why do you wear a Versace shirt? Because it's nice, man. It's nice style. So is a Liverpool t-shirt. No, it's not. It is to me. What? So you would wear it out to, for dinner, would you? I do. A Liverpool shirt. No, you fucking don't. No, I don't. You, but so, so why not? Because it's weird, mate. It's not weird. It is, mate. I, however loud you say it, and with that slightly weird, <laughs> like it doesn't make it so. It doesn't make it so. I don't think it's normal to have a pair of, sh like a pair of, and especially like middle-aged, out of shape men. That wear the shirts that are a bit too small. Just wearing these shirts of like, do, do you have names on the back of yours? No. Do you think that's weird? It's fucking weird, mate. It's weird. Would you wear a goalie shirt? I would, actually. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had some good goalie shirts. Do you go out with a group of mates and you've all got the same Liverpool shirt on? If we go to watch a match at yeah. a pub, a few of us will have shirts on. What, Liverpool shirts? You'll yeah. all go out in your same matching Liverpool Not shirts to support your favourite football no, team. There's been shirts over the season. So yeah, but you'd all, have, like, you'd all have your replica Liverpool my... shirt on. <laughs> To go, and, to go and support your favourite men, some. your favourite young men running about on a football pitch and you're replicating them with a shirt. Yeah, it's not offending me. It's weird. And do you know what's even worse? What? Like some people wear them over the top of their coat or hoodie because they're going to the game. Because <laughs> it's, it's cold. Yeah, but show. they want to show that they're still yeah. wearing the replica shirt. Mm. That's do you know, a, bit weird, a bit weird. In all seriousness, do you know where I think it might be born out of? When I first started going to watch football, I was going to watch football with the wrong people and it was very frowned upon to wear any colours. That's the thing. I think a lot of like those lot, you d they're not really you're not allowed, football, mate. Are oh, you're not allowed. I remember, I remember going to my first away game yeah. with a group of lads, yeah. right? In that, in that, that vein. And um, I had a scarf yeah. that I had like tied to my jeans. Yeah, no. And they were like, fucking take that off. So that's because it's all, it's not about the football, is it? It's about the scrapping, is it? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you and you don't want to draw attention. Yeah. So I wonder if it, if my view of it is born slightly out of that, but I also still think it's weird. I disagree with you. Yeah, no, you're you're okay to disagree, mate, but yeah, you are fucking weird, aren't you? So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what pe the people think on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably like get, this. I think I'll get hammered. Do you know what pisses me off? It's like people have me. You're masochistic. And then they're like, oh, you're such a bully. You just talk over him. Like, like he's not weird. You're wrong on this. Do you remember that on that cinema one? People yeah. were like, you're you a bully. And then you, you were like, me. you were like, um, you were like, uh, shut up a minute. You were like, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, he's not bullying me. Like, it's just a joke. Oh, yeah. friends. And people yeah. were like, no, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking hate people. Yeah. I hate people. You know, I said um, sadomasochistic. Did I mean just masochistic? I don't even know what that means. What does it mean? Explain what it means. I think it means you like pain. Well, I do. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But so I think like, sadomasochistic I might, like, might be like- I just, I just, I'll take any attention, mate. Yeah, you will. <laughs> You're a whore for it. Right, I'm going to do one more. That, uh, yeah, I'm only going to do one more of these. Uh, if, yeah, I'm going to do, if you could be one age for the rest of your life, what would you be? Oh, do you know I didn't answer that? Oh, for fuck's sorry, sake. Sorry, sorry. I answered the other one. Go on then, uh, answer the other one then. Do you want to do the other one? No, no, I'll, I'll pick one. Don't overthink it, mate. 34. <laughs> Why did you pick that age? Why 34? Well, I'm sort of thinking I need all my kids to be alive. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Sorry, yeah. I know it's a bit Yeah, that's a bit soft, isn't it? Soft, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But then I'm still young enough to I was gonna life. say 17, because that's when I had no kids. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think like life's a bit shit until you have a bit of Do you know what stuff. I'd love to do? Go back to being like four or five, but have enough awareness to know what it's like. That's, have you ever seen the film, Look Who's Talking? No. Oh, well, it's that with the baby bowls about, yeah, it's what is it? It's like a, you, you're inside a baby's head and it's got John Travolta's You voice. ever seen the opposite, Big? You ever seen that? Big? Yeah, yeah. With Tom Hanks? I love that film. That's a banging film. I love it? that film. They go to the Mystic Meg thing. Yeah. I also wouldn't mind being like 90. To have seen the world. And to just be like... 90 would be a bit shit though. Your health would be failing and... Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, no, I'm like... I'm on about like You'd 90. Like in a home. 90. In a home. All you're worrying about is whether Deirdre's going to play fucking... Your fiddle. Cut. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't... <laughs> I was going to say cards. Okay, yeah. I was going to say cards okay. over tea. <laughs> Yeah, there's something appealing. Like, you know, I think we did, you did homeless or go to prison once. And I was like, mm. prison always appealed to me. Mm. I do like think like institutionalism of like being in a place where I just wake up. I got my free meals are coming a day and then I go to bed and that's it. There's nothing else to it. Like that really appeals to me, man. So if I got I to be- I can't relate to that. If I got to be 90 for that to happen. We can arrange for it to happen before 90. Who do you reckon to live longer, me or you? So, well, I don't know, you probably. Why do you think I live longer than you? Because I don't drink. Because you'll live eternally in the minds of <laughs> followers. <laughs> right, we're going to move on, right. So we we um, we said on the last uh, episode that today we would crack on and talk a little bit more about uh, collective shadows. Because last week we talked about shadows. By the way, uh, I think we talked a little bit about my shadows, didn't we? 
Yeah. We didn't talk about yours, did we? I think we did. Did we? I think so. What? No, we didn't. So because I'm hosting today and I get to ask you, I'm going to spring this on you. Before we talk about collective shadows, what do you do you recognize any of your own shadows? Um Yeah. Go on then. I have a very short fuse. I have a like a I have a temper. Do you? Yeah, that's how much I hide it from the world. What so where does that come out then? It's probably where I'm most comfortable, which is around my loved ones. That's probably where it comes out. Are you uh, quite short at home then? Uh, not like default, but I think there's, it, it comes up more than it does in the rest of the If world. your kids were being honest and I had your, one of your kids was sat here today and I said, do you think would your love dad- to be on there, by the way. Do you think your dad's short? As in, do you think he's got a short temper? What do you think they'd say? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, fucking, it's weird, isn't it? Because yeah. I, in a million years, yeah. I wouldn't, I sort of know you and I've had enough conversations with you to know that you that it is true. Yeah. But I would, I think most people that know you in a working capacity would Shadow. never, ever, yeah. ever say that about you. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would say that's because the world sees the best of me, right? Like I put, like, I don't think it's insincere, but I put a lot out for the world. So then there's not a lot left when you're going home. And that's the problem. Yeah. That, that's why I really wanted to use attention this year. And the tension was also around, you know, around the shadow side. Because I, I think it's like, I just have, I think I just kind of, I'm a little bit less tolerant than I would be with, you know, when I'm out in the outside world. So that's probably something that I think is is uh is more prevalent at home and then i think the other part of my shadow side is connected to my upbringing is we um and i think it's connected to the sort of the short fuse but you know because we were always sort of told to behave in a certain way by sort of a, a patriarchal community right my mum was young and a single mum sort of dad passed away so there was a lot of people like, you know, friends of family and stuff like that, that had an opinion on how we should behave. So we were always like told that we needed to behave in a certain way, right? Don't act out, don't show up, behave yourself, you know, you know, don't throw a tantrum in public, those sorts of things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like my shadow side is I'm a little bit oh, hyper-controlled in situations, right? When we're like in public, like if the kids are wanting to swing around, uh, the the pole on the train I'm like sit down sit down like and that's a bit of my side that I just wish wasn't there you know yeah. I just want to I just want to be a bit more relaxed about it but it's really hard for me to be relaxed around it because it just it's all I've ever known like if you were out with me and one of my kids and one of my kids was swinging around a pole would you get pissed off of them no it's, it's interesting isn't it yeah the, like I asked yeah. that specifically because yeah. I, I like the same is true for me flip yeah. round I always say the hardest part about my job the bit that irks me the most and kills me the most is how giving compassionate and loving i can be towards other people other people yeah and can't seem to replicate that at home yeah with my kids and the yeah. people that i care about the most 
It's very common when I do. The I don't think that's unique. Yeah, exactly. But look, so I do an exercise, quite simple one, right? When I in the corporates, where I do, who do you become when you're overwhelmed? And I give some examples, right? I say like you could be like the Incredible Hulk, Tasmanian Devil, uh, Prickly Witch. I say like a Cold Rock uh, or a Muted Mouse. They're the ones that I bring, and everyone talks about it. And every single time, all of them will go. Actually, what I recognise is that. I become different ones at work than when I'm at home. Mm. And nearly in nearly every single case, nearly every single case, without exception, it's like when I'm at work, if I need to, I'll become maybe the muted mouse so that I don't, and then when I get home, I'll be the, the Hulk mm. or the prickly witch. Mm. We always give that worst version of ourselves to the people that we care about the most. Because we think there's no consequences. Right. I, I think that's one reason. Yeah. I don't think it's that simple. Well, sorry, let me unpack that a little bit. I think we're we're less concerned about there being consequences. And, be, you know, like if you do it at work, like you can, you know, it's a reputational impact. There could be an, a financial impact. There could be a consequence of, you know, of a much bigger proportion. Whereas when you get home, a, you've got a lot less energy than you are than you had maybe earlier on in the day. Yeah, a, but I think I don't think you can someone. use that one. Go on, give me give me list all the ones you're going to list, and then B, I'll dispute them. B, oh, just <laughs> uh, <laughs> unpack them. I mean, uh, unpack them, but purposely. <laughs> slip. But purposely um, because uh, this is what we're so, doing. So, so B, um, I think uh, the other thing is that you're putting a mask on through the day. Yeah. And you you demask when you feel like you're most comfortable, right? And then uh, see it's because you don't you just don't think the consequences are of the same yeah. uh, gravity as as. So I think all of the above played a role. Yeah, yeah, they all played a role. The when you say that you're more tired when you get home, usually if you had to stay on at work for an extra hour, you'd probably keep the mask on for the extra hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we yeah. can sort of go. Hang on a minute. That yeah. doesn't really hold true. Yeah. The next one where you say we wear a mask at work and then we take it off when yeah. we're at home. I think there's some exploration to do around that because if that's the case, then what we're suggesting is that we're all horrible at our core and we're just nice when we put a mask on. Mm. Yeah? So I don't think that's the case. I don't right? think reacting is horrible. Like I don't think, like I, I think it's- Okay, but, but, it's, but, but it's, you're it's, suggesting that we be our nicer versions. What we're talking about is like, generally speaking, we're our nicer versions when we're at home, right? We wouldn't snap at a, a coworker as quickly as we would snap at our kids when yeah, we're at home. Yeah, yeah. So if, if it's a mask that we're wearing at work, but not when we're at home, yeah. then the case is, is that we're actually, none of us are as nice as we think we are. And I don't believe that to be true. I agree. What I actually think is that we have, our, our, when we think about our shadow parts, right? Our difficult shadows come out more in our personal, meaningful relationships. Mm. Because the moment I am seeking loving attachment from you, then my childhood patterns are gonna become rife. Mm. Because when I'm a child, I'm seeking the love of my parents, yeah? Mm. My mum or my dad or my caregivers. And however they reacted to me when I was a child is likely how I'm going to react in those loving relationships. So the child out of all of your children, not just you, but anyone that pisses you off the most 
will almost definitely be the one that's most like you. And the things that piss you off most about them will be your hang-ups about yourself. And think about if that adds up for a moment in your own home. Mm -hmm. So I actually think that um, what's going on is, it's not that we necessarily wear a mask at work, we become a version of ourselves at work. And then a version of ourself uh, takes over when we're at home. Mm. And what we want to do, if you look at, um, if you look at um, IFS, internal family systems, which is uh, something that this guy, Richard Schwartz came up with, he will say that yourself, your core self is when you are compassionate, calm, curious, this, I think there's like six C's that he uses, yeah? But I know when I'm in my flow state at home with my kids and none of the kids are pissing me off, I'm not upset with my wife and I'm fully in that space with all of them, that's when I'm fully in myself. My shadow parts take over when they're frightened by something and they all take over for different reasons to play a different role. I think that's really accurate when I think about me. Yeah. So when it goes into like, <clears throat> like hyper mode is when I'm probably feeling anxious and there's a lot going on and I sort of don't know how to express it. So I don't, I think at my core, genuinely, I'm a calm, centered, grounded human. So yeah. when you say it's surprising that that side exists, it's because the reality is that is my default setting, right? Mm. Like the, the centered and grounded. But when I've got a lot going on and I don't really know, I have the answers and I don't know where to escape, it feels like a pressure cooker that just goes, you know, like, yeah. and that's it. It's like, I sort of lose, like I, yesterday when I was leaving the house, I'm really like, uh, I was looking for something of mine what, and one of my kids had it and I just, I was like unreasonably annoyed about it, you know? And it was mm. in the scheme of things, it was a very small thing, but I realized that probably what was going on is I was carrying quite a lot about the day ahead. And what were you annoyed about? What was I annoyed about? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm quite particular, like I, I look after my stuff. And so I will charge my thing the night before, cause I know I've got a day yeah, yeah, yeah. I need it. And so the batteries were drained and it was in the kids room. And so it was like, it was, it was, I felt like there was a lack of respect for my stuff. Okay. So that's interesting, right? Mm. You jumped straight to lack of respect for your stuff. Mm. Can you think of any other reason why the kids might have taken it and done what they did? Other than a lack of respect? Oh, it's, it's, it was nothing to do with a lack of respect. Exactly, yeah. yeah? But it's interesting, yeah. isn't it, yeah? Yeah. How often am I pissed off for my one of my kids because mm. they've done something mm. and I'll vocalize them. Mm. You just don't give a, you don't mm. care. Mm. You don't care about this. That's your problem. And of course they're like, looking at me like, and I'm waiting, give me a fucking answer. I want an answer, yeah? And I'm, so I'm waiting for them. And so they, they do like, well, well, I do care. I just, so why did you do it then? Mm. And then they're lost, yeah? Mm. Hey, fuck it. It's not even about them. I'll tell you what it was, right? Uh, they were my AirPods, right? Yeah. My headphones. And my kid had just bought some. So I'd gone, uh, I've lost another pair now. So I'm like, so I'd immediately gone to lack of respect for my stuff because 
And then I got home, I was like, have you lost your earphones? She was like, no. I said, why'd you take mine then? She said, yours are louder. Yeah. That was it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But right. it's interesting. And yeah. the real shadow work, and we run out of time, yeah. we're not going to be able to yeah. talk about collective oh, shadows. No. Uh, but the, the, the real work around the shadow stuff is what some of what we just did there, which is what's happened in our life to make us think instantly that whenever somebody does something that causes us some kind of strain in some way, what happened in our life that made us jump straight to believing that it was a lack of mm. respect that meant that they do that? Because mm. if somebody doesn't respect me, what does that mean? Mm. Like it means they don't care about me. They don't think very much of me. They think I'm an idiot. They think I'm not worthy of thinking about. That's what a lack of respect is. Yeah. So where did I get the idea that every time somebody wrongs me, they do it because they don't care about me? When did I first feel like that? Yeah. And where did that come from? When you start to do that, then you start to go, okay, all of this stuff is way, way, way more linked than we ever, ever allow ourselves to imagine. Mm. And I think just quickly, because in terms of time, I do think that when you look at like on a, on a, like a societal level, the way that we will always avoid and the way that we will rationalize and come up with stuff, people do it collectively all of the time. And so everybody will collectively do the whole, let's avoid it and not look at the truth. Mm. So that we all end up, we all operate on this level where nobody's really awake and looking at anything. Mm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, um, I think the reason why it's so important to talk about what we talk about in the way that we do is to try and get, if all we do by having this conversation is when someone listens to it, they go, ah, oh, I wonder what my yeah. shadow is. I wonder what I might be doing. I wonder how I might show up at home differently versus how I show up at work. I wonder why I think about why I'm not bothered be that, you know, all these innocent people are getting killed in this part of the world, yet I'm bothered about it when they look a bit more like me in another part of the world. Mm. like if just our conversations are getting people to kind of do that and then start the work and start the conversations, then it's really, really important. Yeah. That's why I, you know, like, I don't think we can probably, you know, go collective shadow on the next episode, but at some point I do want to talk about it because we've been talking about collective shadow without using the term since we've been doing this podcast. Well, it's what the whole podcast is about yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and by the way, that's why it's so important to me because I think you look online, you'll see a lot of people that operate in the sort of healing space or even the self-development space. And they'll talk very much about like how you can't worry about anything else. All you can do is focus on yourself and better your inner world and all that. That's borderline fucking narcissistic. If you are truly awake, when you truly wake up to your own shadow and you start to see yourself on a bit of a deeper level, unless you are fucking borderline narcissistic, mm. you can't help but start to see the bigger shadows mm. that go on within society, mm. yeah? And, 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 the, and by the way, the world becomes a fucking difficult place to be in then. Mm. Because then you start to see how collectively everybody is happy to turn a fucking blind eye. Mm. And you look at some of the atrocities that have happened over the history of time and you say, how the fuck did that happen, Nazi Germany? How the fuck did that happen? And then you look at today's world and you go, 
actually, when you see things clearly and how easily we turn a blind eye and how easy, like how quickly and easily people in our country dehumanize um, the people coming over the channel, crossing the channel, yeah, fleeing from war, how quickly people dehumanize them. And they're in like small camps here that are not like an, an over in France and that are not human worthy, yeah? But people can not just turn a blind eye, but see it and create a fucking narrative that dehumanizes them enough where they can be okay with that. Mm. And they can be okay with people die, kids, babies dying, wrapped in cling film, falling out of a dinghy, fleeing from war, trying to get a better life. They can see that and still somehow in their mind, Rationalize it. Rationalize it as, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think once you start to see your own shadow, once you do with it, and by the way, this is why we had to do the sort of work that we just did, because you can't get into the collective shadow without really fully understanding the curiosity needed to break your own shadow down. Yeah. To really, to not go, oh yeah, there's a different part of me ex that exists. And then your rational brain will chop straight in and go, well, this is why it is. Mm. And shadow work is going, let me be curious about what if it's not that? Mm. What if it's something deeper? And then it's uncomfortable because then you have to start going to yourself, fucking hell. Mm. I ain't the good person I might make up in my head. Not not wholly. And nobody is, by the way. Nobody is. Um. So yeah, look, mate, maybe we will, we'll, we'll come back to it. But as you said, and rightly so, I think the whole podcast is about a collective shadow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. whole po when we talk about uh, uh, racism and unconscious bias and everybody's inability to be able to see that, why are they why why are they unable to see it and why can't they look at it? Have I gone on a bit of a fucking long monologue? Yeah, well, then? it was enjoyable for me to hear it. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, look, honestly, I think uh, if there's one thing to take away from this conversation, it's to really look deeply at yourself. I don't find it particularly comfortable, as you know, talking about stuff that like should that I feel should sit firmly within my head, but I do it because I think it's important to have yeah. this conversation. Yeah. The thing around the collective work is unless you start to do the work on yourself, you're never gonna you're never gonna give a shit about what's going on at the collective. You're not gonna be uh, aware of it or awake to it. Mm. And the only like true change that can come is if people start to kind of understand the notion of shadows and the collective shadow, because otherwise the ones at the top are just going to happily keep you kind of drugged, aren't they? It is, yeah, drugged. And that is the fucking right word, man. Behaviorally drugged. Yeah. That's very good. That was a better monologue to finish on than mine. Uh, this has been brilliant. Uh, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kai. Yeah.